0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everybody do better, including and especially herself. Hey, y'all, what's up? How's everybody doing? So excited to be back, ready to talk about the good, the not so good, and how we can make things better. Um, as you guys know, I am in the middle of a very busy season, spring, summer, parts of fall are super busy for bloggers and influencers, um, because great brands like to throw parties and have events and usually all on the same day. Um, it's slightly overwhelming. Uh, I went to seven, eight, eight, I went to eight different events. In just last week alone and anyone who knows me and my introversion knows that I just was just suffering (laughs) I'm I'm grateful for the invite I am grateful that the brands even think of me and consider me I'm honored Um, it's just being around people all the time you know you got to make sure that you do self-care my self care is sitting alone staring out the window tending to my plants reading a book you know, very solitary things. People don't have to be there for me to do these things. Um, but I'm coping and I'm learning how to deal. I'm learning the art of small talk. Um, so I could be a lot less awkward black girl in, on the scene. But either way, I appreciate all the invites. So shout out to every brand, every label, every group, every organization who still decides to invite me out. And Phoebe decided to say amen back there. Shout out to Phoebe. Um... Thank you, big thank you to everyone who came out uh, this past Monday to the live show. Y'all are the goats for real. We packed out Warm Daddies. We packed them out. We had a good time. We listened to some amazing music. I am a new fan of a young man named Zeke Burse, Z-E-E-K-B-U-R-S-E, Zeke Burse. Go listen to him. Holy God! This man and his voice—I um, love it. <laughs> He's a mix of R&B and rock and soul, and any you guys know me at this point. All those are my jams, especially the rock part. Like, please blend those blend those genres together because you know we we, we created them, and so we should blend them together. You know, to make a lovely smoothie of of vocal talent, and that is what happened. On Monday, um, we had a great discussion. We had a great time. We gave away some great prizes, and I appreciate you guys for coming out and showing support. So that's it for the intro. Let's get into some church announcements. Let the people of the Reclaim say Amen. Glad to be here, say Amen again, and say Amen one more time if you really like the show. We're glad that y'all are here today, and these will be your church announcements okay on to the church announcements uh so after reading because of them we can first of all if you have never heard of this website called because of them we can it is literally just black sunshine and positivity wonderful things that are going on in our community inspiring things that are happening in our immediate communities and around the world y'all do yourself a favor go check it out um, when I'm having a bad day, I just literally scroll through that, that site and cheers me right back up. Um, so for the first time ever, there are three black women crowned as Queens in top pageants. So there's Chelsea Christ, Please forgive me if I'm butchering your names. Um, I want to give you shout outs and honors. So there's Chelsea Christ, She's announced as Miss USA, um, actually this past Thursday, uh 2019's Miss America is Nia Franklin and the recently crowned Miss Teen USA is Kaylee Garris. And I saw something today that there was another crown that was handed out to another black woman. Stay tuned. Uh check me out on Instagram at the reclaimed. I'm probably going to talk about it. Um, but I saw it briefly before I started the show. Uh Shout out to black women. Um, of course, the world is late, which they always are to our trends, our styles and things like that on this black girl magic. But we've been queens. <laughs> we've been queens. And so shout out to all three of those ladies for winning in top competitions. Um, yeah, that's historic. That's amazing. That's wonderful. That happened in Trump's America. Wow. Uh, you know what? There, there is a God. Um, moving along. To not so good news, uh, a young woman named Castor Semna recently lost her court case that the, uh, so Castor may or may not have a lot of testosterone in her body, but she still competes in women 's running, racing. Uh, she's an Olympic runner. Uh, she's a South African Olympic runner, she's a South African Olympic champion, in fact. But she lost her legal landmark case uh, and now she might be forced to take supplements, estrogen supplements, uh, in order to even be able to compete. Which is really, really interesting because there's a certain swimmer, also known as Michael Phelps, which we call the greatest, the greatest swimmer who also has something similar going on in his body. Um, Not necessarily with estrogen and testosterone. It's another chemical. I hate to call it imbalance because it obviously worked in his favor, as it does in in Castor's uh, favor. Um, And neither one of them is taking any supplements or any type of shots or anything to the contrary to try to boost what they have going on already in their body. It's just naturally happening. However, no one is forcing Michael Phelps to take anything. In fact, he's been congratulated several times that he kind of won the genetic the genetic Olympics, um, in that whatever is happening in his own body also helped him to be a champion. So let let let's keep that same energy. If we're going to have, you know, Michael Phelps, um win and I'm a fan of Michael Phelps. Don't hear me talk down about Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps deserves every single Olympic medal that he gets, but so does Caster. Okay? Let's keep that same energy that we had for Michael that we had for Caster a- and Amen from the bell in the back with the cat. Yeah, that's trash. Um moving on to more trash. So <laughs> so I'm kind of a jerk and y'all have to forgive me as I sip my coffee, but <sighs> Ooh, the coffee is nice and warm this this day. Um Tiger Woods Y'all remember how last week, and yes, I am clapping my hands. Y'all remember how last week everyone was so hype and so excited and so elated and so overjoyed. Maybe it wasn't last week. Maybe it was a few weeks ago when he won his, um, when he won the Masters or whatever, got his green jacket. It was like this big comeback story. All of the blacks were so hyped oh, Tiger, oh, you know, you went through all this crazy stuff and, you know, you, you know the cablation thing and all that stuff like that. Maybe you'll stop denying, you know, your community. Maybe you'll start doing right. Maybe all this has taught you that, yes, you are indeed a black man. Like when you get pulled over for a DUI, they're not going to look at you like you're a cablation. As soon as they see that brown skin, honey, you are a black man in the United States. And there is a different set of rules. There, we still kind of sort of live in an apartheid state. Um, so yeah, and so maybe he would have blossomed and bloomed and awoken a a woke Phoenix from the ashes of his, uh, very ridiculous past. Obviously not because it was announced that he was going to the White House to meet with President Trump after his comeback win. Um, major disappointment. I don't know about y'all. I... I Actually, I probably would have been disappointed if I didn't know who we were dealing with, y'all. Like, it's Tiger Woods. Like, unless, I don't know. Some people just never learn. And so enjoy your White House visit, Tiger. You just lost the black community again. Um, moving on to more trash. Uh, so last week we talked about homecoming. We talked about the Netflix special. We talked about the Coachella Beachella performance. Um, on the blog this week, I did a full analysis of all the very black, very, very black moments that happened um, that people who are not of color may not have understood. Uh, so for that breakdown, you could just go to the Reclaimed blog um, yeah, and check that out. But recently... Uh, I guess the band thing is a trend because your girl, Taylor Swift, y'all's girl, not mine, uh, decided that she was going to also do a performance with a marching band down to the whistle at the beginning, which I know is a, is a trademark. It's, it's a thing for marching bands to have a whistle. Fine. Understood. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) So Taylor decided that she was also going to have a marching band at the Billboard Music Awards um, for her the performance of her song, Me. And so she had this big, very pale pink band come out. Let's just say if, if Beyonce's band was like a com- combination of the Howard, uh, Hampton, all of the BCUs put together with, yeah, her, yeah, Beyonce's band was that type of combination. There's the HBCU band. Uh, Taylor Swift's band would have been the Pennsylvania band. <laughs> Here's why. No one was on beat. No one was marching together. No one was like, I, I and I, I guess that that was like a thing. Like everyone was supposed to be sort of like free and fun for this free and fun and flowy and frou-frou song. Me. By Taylor Swift. Um, I guess that was just supposed to be a thing. And she uh, performed at the Billboard Music Awards. And there was a lot of people who noticed similarities. Like, I wasn't the only person to have said, you know what? This is eerily similar to something we just saw. Like, it wasn't like Beyonce did her homecoming uh, performance you know, four or five years ago. This was last year. And then we came out with this Netflix special like a few weeks ago. Um, and we're still, still like, just watching all the details, watching all the behind the scenes. We're still digesting and dissecting what we have seen. There's still so much more we could talk about. There's still so many more elements. And here comes this green bean ass, raisin in the potato salad ass per- copycat as performance by Taylor Stiff and it's just very it would be frustrating if i didn't expect it from the scam queen known as Taylor Stiff um we have receipts she's copied off of Beyonce before um y'all remember back y'all remember back when formation came out the song formation uh, with all the, the very, the black leather, the lineups, um, the, the, indeed the formation, the dance formations, not too long after that, here comes Taylor snake Swift with look what you made me do was very, very similar music video, very similar. Um, you know, it's just, it, the things write themselves, you know, and so it's literally lemonade versus Minimade. It literally <laughs> that's that's what it is. I it's just a big copy, and I wasn't the only one who saw it. So y'all on Twitter, first of all, y'all wild. <laughs> y'all are wild on Twitter. I appreciate it. I love it. I included it in the post because I had to write a post about it. Um, I actually did a uh, I did a poll on my insta story about what people wanted and you know you guys voted for a podcast um two out of three voted for a podcast but then interestingly enough a group of you dropped into my dms talk about well can we get both can we have both like can we have the podcast and the blog post we're voting for the podcast but can we also have the blog post i'm like you don't even have to ask <laughs> like don't ask me to write anything i'm gonna write it um So it's just really, really funny. Some of the tweets that you guys had. Um, So a few of you. So one of the tweets that had me rolling was, I didn't know. I don't know if y'all are seeing this, but Taylor Swift is literally gentrifying Beyonce's Coachella performance right now. Um, Someone said Beyonce headlines Coachella with black drum line and band. Taylor Swift opens the Billboard Music Awards with a mostly white drum line band playing offbeat. And then. They said with the upside down smiley face, can't wait for everyone to praise her for originality. Um, someone said Beyonce makes other performers look lazy, which, yes, very true. Uh, someone else said Beyonce didn't invent the drum line, but you can't convince me that Taylor Swift in her early years on the Christmas tree farm came up with this just like that. Sorry. It's very, very true. Um, and the Swifties came out. The Swifties came out to defend Um, oh my gosh, she didn't invent the, Beyonce didn't invent the marching band, and Taylor Swift has always had this whole majorette theme and things like that, and when her first song came out, she was a majorette, and like, yeah, okay, true, but also she was doing that whole I'm a bad bitch, like, thing the last few years after Kim Kardashian and Kanye West kind of drug her through the mud with receipts, and so what I'm starting to see here is that Taylor likes to be a scam queen. She really does. Like she really does want to play on the attention that she gets. The only time that she actually did anything right, in my opinion, for society was when she stood up about and and spoke out about sexual assault and sexual abuse when that DJ grabbed her and he absolutely didn't even need to. Outside of that, though, y'all can have her like she's. She's copy and paste as far as I'm concerned and literally the color of paste. Um, So Swifty Snake, I wanted to do you a favor since you're so into copying off of our beloved Beyonce. um, Since, you know, (laughs) you just, you just, you just, I mean, how could you not? Like she is Beyonce. I'm not acting like she's a god or an icon or an idol but she is committed to excellence. And so, you know, naturally, like, let's think about the classroom. The kids that's committed to excellence, the other kids tend to tend to copy off of them. And so I see I see where, you know, this whole mediocre thing kind of came into play. Um, so, yeah, down to the boots, down to the fringe boots that Beyonce was wearing. Uh, Taylor Swift had an entire outfit made from something similar, like fringe Bright colors, whatever would what have you, fine, 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 fine. So, I decided that I would change some of the lyrics up um, from a few Beyonce songs so that you would, you know, feel more comfortable stealing. So, here's one. Okay, so my daddy, Pennsylvania, my mama, North Dakota, you mix that mayo with that tree farm, you get a Trump supporter. <laughs> instead of everybody mad from the getting to the money part that we all still love from Beyonce instead of everybody getting mad everybody (laughs) said no she's she is getting to the money but everybody said like the band looks sad the 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 lines look sad everybody said um okay ladies now it's gentrification you know you're basic with all this appropriation always stay gracious steal your ideas from black ladies there you go And that's the end of the church announcements. Let's get into the mess and the message. Okay, hi. Um, Warning, I am a mean person on the internet. Um, I am also a Sunday school teacher. um, And sometimes those two things come in alignment and hold hands. And since we're speaking about Coachella, Since we're on the topic of Taylor Swift. Why does everything just like have a degree of separation from each other? Um, Moving on to a different but similar topic. Um, So Coachella's over. But some interesting things happened at Coachella this year. Namely Kanye West's Sunday service. I warn you. uh, I'm just going to be very clear very honest and very frank with my feelings. Um, if you feel a way about it, fine, write me at the reclaimed, uh, blog at gmail.com. Um, and let me know, but I'm just want to be really honest, really frank with my feelings, my observances, um, and my analysis as not only as Sunday school teacher, not only as a black person, but not only as a Christian, not only as, a person who actually reads and studies this Bible, not to say that I'm better than anyone, I'm not, but there's certain things when you know what you know, you know what you know. Like you, if you are really into, let's say you're really into designer clothes, you know your designer clothes, Like you know the vintage, you know, um, you know certain things, you know certain details, you know the evolution of brands and things like that. You would know. If something was fake, the second you saw it, you're like, oh no, that's not, that's not even a real piece. Um, looks cute in you, boo. Um, of course you're not tacky and you wouldn't go up to them and say these things, but in your head, you're like, "Mm, that don't look, that looks like, okay, that's not it. And that's kind of how I feel about this entire situation. So hear me out, hear me out. Kanye may have written Jesus Walks, but it's pretty evident from his egotistical post Coachella display that he dared to call Sunday service, that the Savior himself probably stopped walking with the former MAGA beat maker. After all, it's quite strange for anyone to take seriously the worship of of God from someone who calls himself Jesus. So Resurrection Sunday of this year, the K- Kanye and clan including the ever attention-seeking Kardashian-Jenner family, made their way wearing clothes that looked like they were white, but someone dropped a red sock in the wash uh, to a hill where Kanye revealed his Sunday service choral experience. This is the same day that many of us were gathering to celebrate the truth of the risen savior, the same day that over 300 people died or and countless others were injured, in the church bombings in Sri Lanka. The same month that three black churches were burned down by a white terrorist, Kanye decides to put black Christianity on display for a mostly wealthy white audience of Coachella. According to NBC News, the weekly services are, the, the practice of the weekly services are invite only, require attendees to sign a non-disclosure agreement despite being able to post the service across their social media. West took this service to Coachella, where some 50,000 people supposedly attended during the first week, weekend of the year's music festival. Um, Kim Kardashian, uh, West described the services to Jimmy Kimmel in an interview, a recent interview saying that there's no praying, there's no sermon, there's no word, there's just music and it's just a feeling, uh. Kourtney Kardashian, the older sister, uh, wanted to add, but it's Christian, even though there's no word, there's no praying, there's no sermon, it's just music. Okay, so it's a choir experience, right? I, I guess in an attempt to assert the fact that, the, that this is indeed Christian, because a lot of us had questions, Kim later told Elle magazine, it's definitely something that he, meaning Kanye, believes in, Jesus. And there's a Christian vibe, but there's no preaching. It's just a very spiritual Christian experience. And so people like me have to stop and dissect that, you know, a Christian vibe, a Christian experience without a sermon or scripture. um, It it sounds a little off to me, but then I'm reminded that, you know, a lot of choir or, or Christian music experiences are very similar. They don't have... You know, there's no one up there preaching, you know, that's, that's the whole gist. And okay. All right. Despite my own feelings on Kanye or the Kardashians, um, people worship how they, how they can, you know, some people are loud worshipers. Some people are more exuberant worshipers. Some people are more quiet worshipers. Some people cry when they worship. Some people stand silent in meditation and worship however you worship God get it in I don't care about that here's what threw me off merch merchandise I might have to just let it go as a form of choral concert until I saw the merch until I heard about the quote-unquote church clothes a line of Sunday service merchandise that includes $50 socks and $230 sweatshirts that say Holy Spirit across the chest. So as a person who regularly purchases church uh, church T-shirts and Christian tees and and whatever whatnot for, you know, maybe we're having a picnic or fellowship events, usually what happens with those purchases is that the funds go are allocated to a mission or philanthropic effort or some form of ministry. So it baffles me to see a $230 sweatshirt, a tie-dye sweatshirt, something that looks like I found it out of the back of the bins at the thrift and then just printed Holy Spirit on the top and then charged um, $30, uh, $230 for it at a worship experience. Um, here's the message, y'all that was the mess. Here's the message. So I talked about being a Sunday school teacher and I'm not bragging about that. It's just, it's, it's, it's something that I do like something that, you know, I've been called to. It's a work that I take really seriously. Like I take my faith very, very seriously. I have a lot of fun. I make a lot of jokes. I put up a lot of memes. Um, but at the same time I take my faith And the faith of others very, very seriously. I know what it has meant to my life. I know what it has meant to the lives of others. I know how empowered and redeemed and free and delivered and healed people have been by the true, unquestionable experience of that is Jesus Christ in our lives. I've witnessed it in myself in my own body i have witnessed it in my own spirit i have witnessed it in the spirit of others i take it really seriously um. so that's one of the things i love about being a christian is the story of redemption the lengths at which that god goes to in order to restore fractured relationships with his fractured children You know, we sing love lifted me. We sing when nothing else could help, love lifted me. My favorite hymn is Come Thou Fount. Praise the mount, I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. And we sing those as personal testimonies, redemption, restoration, revitalization, resurrection. All of those are tenets of the faith that I've given my life to. So to watch a person who has very visually and very loudly sided with a world leader who is racist, bigoted, homophobic, ableist, and those views have been unleashed across our nation um, and has come along in an attempt to profit off of those same harmonies that I'm singing in church and that others are singing in church and that. Black people have been singing in our churches and in our worship services where, yes, the word is preached and the Bible is read indeed, feels disingenuous at best and exploitative at worst. To say that Sunday service is a Christian experience that is spiritual gives me major pause. After all, let me get into some, let me get, let me talk to the Christian folk. If you don't believe this, that's fine. You can still listen. You're still welcome to the conversation, but I need to talk to the Christian folk. Hi. Hey, y'all. We got to be careful with this term spiritual because the enemy of our spirit, of our spirit, the enemy of God, who is a spirit, is also very, very spiritual himself. And he is also, he was also at one point, the director of the choirs of heaven before being cast out for thinking too highly of himself. You can read about that in the Bible that is not being preached at Kanye West's Sunday, Sunday services. Um, so yeah, he was the director of the choirs. Uh, he got too proud. He got too full of himself. Doesn't that sound familiar? And so to say, That Sunday service is focused on love, but merely a frivolous and void experience of a a shadow of what love really is. Yeah, it sounds really pretty, but it's empty of the transformative spirit of God that changes us from the inside out, that makes us love our neighbor, but not just the fluffy, squashy, big hug feels of love. But it's also a love that compels us into hard, difficult sacrificial dirty places of love so to focus on the the squashy the easy the fun and the frivolous that's not Christian that's merely a feel a feel-good service on a hill outside of Coachella I'm not buying it and I'm not alone so Natasha Rothwell put up an amazing quote that just sums this up really beautifully um on Twitter shout out to Twitter again because I told you y'all wild on Twitter. Um. She says of the Sunday service, yeah, no, I refuse to support a man who proudly supports a racist, homophobic, xenophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic president whose policies endanger the very people, the very people who subsidize his career because he's selling redemption dressed up in church clothes. G-T-F-O-H. Shout out to Natasha Rothwell. Uh, Mark, Michael Arsenio, who actually wrote um, this, he wrote an overall piece on, for NBC news. He also wrote the book. I can't date Jesus. And I, I need to get my hands on a copy. Like I I have to read this. This, is, this looks amazing. Michael Arsenio, phenomenal writer. Can't wait to read your, wor- your work. Uh, but he says, has Kanye West apologized to the black people he hurt after his insulting remarks to our ancestors and his zealot like affinity for a man who personifies the very racism that brutalized them. No, but he's exploiting a black tradition, Sunday services, as a means to reclaim some of the fanfare, his uninformed caustic, sorry, caustic political views helped diminish. Even when it comes to the purported goal to communicate love effectively it's coming from a guy who said he loves a man responsible for locking up babies in cages. That's real. Shout out to Mark- Michael Arsenio. That's real. Like, how can I believe in a love that you have, you know, you say you have for, for Christ, for God, for these people who are coming to your Sunday services that have to sign a non-disclosure and can't read their Bibles or say words or pray? But you also loved a guy who separated families, who completely ignored one of our U.S. territories following a massive and destructive hurricane, who still has said nothing, nothing about a place that still does not have clean water. Shout out to Flint. Shout out to Puerto Rico, who constantly proves that he is the The refuse of humanity. If this was Kanye's attempt to patch things up with us blacks, it's pretty evident he failed. Like my mama and plenty of other black women have said, you made this bed, Kanye. You lie in it. You want the attention and the adoration of your racist bigots. Those are your supporters now, sir. We have seen who you are and this little pretend worship experience that only that only serves as a worship of yourself and yourself alone has only further cemented that the Kanye West of Don De West is truly gone. Sunday service is nothing but a self-serving, soulless, spiritual act of an egotistical shell of a former brilliant artist. It steals from the black re- religious tradition, a tradition that sang, guide me over great Jehovah, and how I got over, a tradition that hid directions To freedom, a a tradition that kept my people through state-sanctioned terrorism of of, of Reconstruction, of Jim Crow, and so many other events up until this very day, it spits in the face of the faithful while stealing from their pockets of the faux spiritual. It offers a faith without rules, belief without sacrifice, and the trappings of Christianity without actual practice of accountability. I hear the words of Matthew 7 in the book, you know, that we're not supposed to read at this Sunday service. Matthew 7, verse 15, starting at verse 15 says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing or tied dye Holy Spirit clothing. That's not actually in the Bible. But beware of false prophets (laughs) who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are as ravenous as wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but diseased trees bear bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruit. We've had enough of the false prophets out here profiting off of Christianity and bastardizing the faith for funds. We've seen enough of it in our, in our own churches. We've seen enough of it. On the TV, we've seen enough of it. And we don't need a Kardashianized, tethered version of a musical genius we all used to love as another. That's it for the mess and Message. Let's get into the unpopular opinion. Hey y'all, it's time for the Unpopular Opinion. Um, Christians, we have to stop pretending we are perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm over the pristine, prettied up, perfected imagery that a lot of Christians share. Um first of all our bible tells us that we are redeemed by the blood of the lamb so by th- through salvation um and, and salvation is known through no other name than Jesus Christ um but also through the blood of our testimony through the word of our testimony we have to tell our stories and we have so many stories sitting in our sundays in our sunday schools in our sunday church experiences walking around every day we have so many redemptive beautiful powerful emotional strong incredible stories that just exist and none of us are telling our stories you know like we we gotta stop acting like we have it all together when we don't or maybe we do maybe we finally got it together but there was a time where we didn't and so you know that's why you know our our grandparents saying you know how I got over you know, they, they they gave testament and testimony to the ways in which uh, the, the God that we believed in brought us through, brought us over, brought us from and brought, brought us out of to bring us into. So if we don't tell our stories, how can we reach a world who needs to hear them? You know, like I hear it all the time that, you know, our churches are not, country clubs for the perfect, that they are hospitals for the hurt and the broken, and that each and every single one of us is in some form of injury or hurt or disarray or we're fractured or we're broken in some type of way. We just all have the same testimony that says, but God. And so before we jump down the throat of the young lady who may have come into the church with a skirt that might be a little too tight or a little too short, before we attack the gentleman or the the guy who comes in with the baseball cap on, um, like, how dare you? Before we jump down anyone's throats about their children who may be screaming during service and it may be kind of distracting from what's going on, let's remember that we're trying to get people in here. Like, we're trying to get people in this building. And also, the Bible does not say, Invite everybody to come into church and hear messages. It says, go ye therefore and preach to all nations. It says, get up off your blessed assurance, get out into the world and, and tell somebody about what has happened to you and what has made the difference. It does not say go and stand on a street corner and hand out pamphlets. It says, go and live your life. Go and be the best version of who you are. you know, if you're a, an attorney, no one says you have to stand up in the middle of court and give your testimony. you know, but maybe at lunch some a, a story is struck up, a story uh, someone's telling you something, and maybe in your heart, you start to feel like, "You know what? I went through something similar. Let me tell them what happened. Instead of doubting that, trust that. follow that. you know. I am the first person to say that I am a wretch undone (laughs) and I literally need the Lord Jesus Christ every single day of my life. I wake up in the morning and I say thank you and I, I pray. I'm like, don't let me mess up today. Let me make you proud today. Help me. Help me be a good PR for you. Help me to be a good mirror to reflect who you are. I don't get it right every day. And I'm very clear about that. I'm very honest about that. I mess up every single day. I cussed on this very podcast talking about the Lord. It, I love Jesus. I cuss a little. I saw it as a shirt. I need it in my life. I, I am a frail and fractured, broken person. And I have the testimony, but God, ellipses, (laughs) fill in the blank. And for those of us who walk around and our first name is our title at church stop it if the lord and savior did not walk around that very same way what gives you the right to remember we are all we were put here to serve serve god serve one another serve humanity let's let's drop the perfect act because no one's getting saved off of our perfection they're getting saved out of the redemptive love of jesus christ and maybe if we were more clear about that, these Sunday experiences that people who are obviously of the world, people who are obviously, you know, people who want money for a plane, people who want money, you know, demand money out of their congregations for ridiculous things, people who are not showing the faith right or leading the faith right, because here's the thing, the world may say a lot of things about Christians, but they know that we're supposed to be living up to a standard, And we, 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 we can't, we can't live up to that standard. You know, we preach the standard and we try to live it every day, but we're just as broken and as fractured and as faulty as the world is. The only difference is we have Jesus and Jesus makes up the fills in the gaps and makes us whole and makes us right. And every day with him is better than any of our best days without him. I firmly believe it. It sounds like a cliche. I've lived this thing, y'all. I have lived this thing. I know it to be true. And I know that I have watched people get saved, saved, get healed, get delivered off of hearing someone tell about the worst day of their life. I've seen more people get saved off of that than any hat I could wear, any white suit or gold pin or deacon I can marry or reverend I can marry. No one gets saved off of that. People get saved off of the what's real. So let's let's not strive for perfection. Yes, we always strive for excellence. Let's not strive for perfection. But let's strive to be real and authentic. Because that's where the redemption is. And that's this week's episode of the reclaimed podcast thank you guys so much for tuning in and listen to, listening to me rant and read and rave and whatever other foolishness I'm doing um yeah y'all y'all are awesome I love y'all I appreciate y'all thank you guys for hitting me up on social uh, for those who have yet to you can follow me find me uh, talk to me on Instagram and Twitter at the reclaimed you can hit me up at the reclaimed blog at gmail.com. And yeah, you all you guys also saw on my socials that I did a podcast with three of the most amazing women. Um, the leading ladies to legacy podcast. You can find them at leading ladies Philly, I believe. I'll put I'll put all that in the in the description box uh, but those women holy god they are fantastic they asked the real questions we had a great time we talked about fashion we talked about being an influencer we talked about authenticity and transparency it's a great show um, you guys tune in Like I said, I will put that information in the description box uh, but thank you for listening and as always peace y'all you don't know,